0: WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself, JR, are your hosts, so please come along for this venture to Uncommonplace. All
1: right. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today we doing a versus battle, but this versus battle is one-sided. I got with me Red from what podcast?
0: Cold Red a podcast.
1: And this was a spur of the moment deal. Like I just dropped the line in his, in his box, and he just answered it. He didn't even know what he was getting into. Now, oh,
0: not at all. Man.
1: Right, right, right. So here's the thing: the locks and dip set. That's this is just what this battle's about. This is like it ain't from my childhood. It's actually from my time, like. A little bit outside of high school until i was like up to like 21 because the thing about both these groups that got me and, and you can probably agree with this and you, we'll get your point on this in just a moment to me i was always dipset. the locks was cool because i was in middle school and all about the benjamins uh money mm-hmm. power respect uh right. all that stuff was coming out then so i was hype with it when they was with bad boy and really when they went to rough riders i didn't really get down with them until they, it was d with jay hood and all that and outside of that, it kind of went crazy. And then, you know, no offense, Styles P and Jadakiss became the truth. Sheik Luch, I don't really know because Sheik Luch was like, to me, he was like just an add-on member to the group. So, sort, sort, of, mm. sort of like Freaky Zeke with the Dipset. Jim Jones, Jules Santana, Cameron actually went and did things later on. You know, and Cameron was doing yeah. the same prior, you know. So, Red, tell us real quick. Tell us about your experience with Dipset.
0: Man, in all honesty, it was just like a whole movement, you know. At, at first, I, I won't front. I wasn't really, I wasn't really feeling cam flow, you know. Even back in the horse and carriage days, and you know, I wasn't really on that or enough stuff, you know. I'm I'm from Duval County. I'm from Florida. Right. I'm 904 representative, Florida boy. So that up north flow, it wasn't really my thing. But then, you know, it kind of kinda of caught on a little bit. You know, I really love Jules um Jules style. Um god darn, you know, the the whole the whole movement together, just like what it stood for. Um, golly, you you've got the, the camp is so big. You've got Jules, you've got Jimmy, you've got Cam, Freaky ziki you've got um Hell, even Max B rocked out with him like that. Yeah, for um, a little bit. I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm missing, damn, I can't think. Um, Hell Real. Hell Real J.R. Rider woo! I mean, I mean, you talking some cats that could, I, I'm a fan of bars. And you talking about some cats that I just named that can spit and wrap your, wrap their ass off, that will wrap you under a table. Now, Jada, he can, he can, he can spit. Jada is the spitter of, of the locks. Styles P, to me, I, I don't. It, it's uh, Styles P is the the Whataburger of rap. Everybody rants and raves about Whataburger, but I'm like, what about it? I mean, that's just, you know, it's just a burger to me. So Styles P, he, you know, outside of I get high, high, uh-huh. high. Uh-huh. I mean, realistically, what do you got with Styles? What? Not, not really. And none. then again, Sheik Luch is, um, the what? What's the daughters off of Family Matters that went upstairs and never came back? Now Judy. I mean Judy. does! Never- <laughs> Chic is the, Sheik is the Judy of the rap game. Like, I mean, what do you? Everybody gets on me and says, you know, nah, Sheik can spit. She got. She can rap. His behind off. I just. I'm not impressed. But. And- You put him up against, and you put them up against Dipset. It's a it's a it's a it's a landslide for me. You've got Cam's full catalog. You've got Joel's catalog. Jimmy is the Diddy of the group, to be honest. I mean, that that's just what it is. You know, somebody in the camp is putting Jim's raps together, and that's where it's coming from. But then you've got the two. You've got Hell Rail, Jr. Ryder. And like the one thing that sold me, really sold me, is I remember sitting listening to um, Funk Flex one night. Okay, this camp showed up in there, and they did like six songs, just off of just having the beats, and they came up with the hooks right there, and they did songs. They were like, "Fuck it, let's put let's put tracks together." They started playing beats. Somebody wrapped a hook. And then somebody come through and rap the verses. And they did like six songs, like for just hours on end. What other camp, you know, that can just walk in the studio and then a, a radio interview and just put out tracks. They right. were, they were, I mean, it was, they were different. They were different. And, you know, I just don't think that, I don't think the Lox's catalog is going to withstand. It doesn't withstand You've got four albums. Yeah, you have the individual albums by Jada. Um, You've got your individual albums by Styles P. And I think what Sheik had one individual album. He might have had one. But, I don't
1: even know. Yeah, he had
0: he had one album that came out. But again, see the look on your face? That tells you along right there. Like, Yeah, like what, what, what about it?
1: Guy? And that's one thing I want to touch on real quick. Sheik Looch. I'm going to be 100% on of- honest we got two years of age difference between us but i can agree uh-huh. you may be able to agree with this i'm gonna go back to one song that catalog the the locks and keeps them on my playlist the only song and y'all can get my playlist on apple at jr365 sp it's all about the benjamins commercial hit we know last thing that biggie really put together uh-huh. that was the only time i felt like chic luch Spit bars, I don't even remember what he said, but I know that when I heard the locks on there, I was like, the locks? And it made me give their first album a listen, that one song. And to me, no offense to anything else they've done, cause Jadakiss is in the realm of lyricists. You know, he's mm-hmm. got a certain level that I would put him in the same stage as a, as not not necessarily a rock him or Nas, but I put him like Lupe Fiasco type, not on the knowledge tip, but as a lyricist, him and Fabulous and, and people like that, it's a certain thing that they go into. Styles P, I really think it was just uh, some some part of their cult following that people went with them, but it was when they were D-blocked with Jay Hood. Them mixtapes was fire. I don't remember none okay. of the songs because it wasn't memorable, but I remember okay. like when I would leave Virginia and I go up to, to to like Philadelphia, DC, somewhere that was just a little bit above me, you would hear this stuff, it was tough. But I go out west, like going towards Columbus, or even going out to St. Louis or somewhere like that. I ain't hear none of that. But Dip said, though, right. Dip said it was like this We ain't gonna look at Cameron from Confessions of Fire, because if he plays anything during that, I'm gonna be like, yo, you assigned signed to Mace back then, whatever. SDE, when he came out with SDE, and he was doing that little sound that he's doing now, and with the rap cadence that nobody does, and that non laxadaisical rap, because no offense, he does have bars, but sometimes his shit don't make sense. But as a whole, Jules Santana, when he brought Jules Santana out on the forefront um, with, what was the album called? From Me to You.
0: From Me that, to You.
1: Yeah. That was the banger inside of Dipset. When Juel Santana got on tracks, it didn't matter who was beside him, behind him, because I mean, they had tons of affiliates. Like, it was crazy. Like, dudes would just be repping Dipset. They had a Euro group called SAS back in the day. Only heard mm-hmm. two of these songs. but. Right. But you know what I'm saying? It was one of them things like Dipset was just everywhere. Everybody was like Dipset. And then it eventually became... And it's it's actually a terminology in our world. Dipset means I'm about to roll out, you know? So it it comes to a point where I'm kind of like, man, I can't even... I don't even think it was a fair battle. It should have been more people besides the locks battling. Like It should have been what we really wanted to see. Dipset versus G-Unit.
0: Now, that would have been... Now... You posed a question to me before we started. Before we started, you posed a question. You said, hey, the, who do you have? Dipset or the locks? Now, if they would have been in that battle, I would have had to say G-Unit. Right, because G-Unit, G-Unit, they G-Unit, are A and B. Hands down. Now, I believe that it would have been a, a more head-to-head battle to where you have catalogs that can withstand one another. And it wouldn't be a landslide, but something that my co-host and I have always come across and spoken on. And, you know, since realistically, since the Gucci man and g battle, what are you going to do to top that? True. That, that's what my cousin said to you, me. What can you bring to top that at this point? And, you know, it's not much you can really do that's going to bring the masses like that. It's not much that's going to come up, but to pit these two together, which I get it. You got, you know, you're up North versus you're up North. And, you know, you've got the, you know, basically cat saying, Hey, you not truly from uptown. They're going at, going at each other in a friendly way. Jimmy's going at styles peace, saying, Hey, I'm going to be smoking the ghost all night long, you know, and <laughs> it's, it, it's funny. It is mad funny as hell, but I just think it's a landslide like i said i mean i got even down here i got part of the stop snitch the um, stop snitching movement i had my shirts i, Everybody them, did. I had i had dipset gear like you couldn't tell me i went from up north because like if you hopped in the car with me during that time period like my early 20s like dipset was played very heavily it, like it... mixtapes the um Diplomatic immunity, like come on. The first, man. diplomatic
1: immunity, would... the second one,
0: yeah. The second one was kind of, uh, but, but the first, first
1: one, I really mean Hi-yah. it.
0: Dips had it, though, Oof. hey man, come on. And, and then duels, and... oh my god, Santana Town, come Ooh, man, yes.
1: The beat on that, just the beat, and just blaze, just just blaze in general, when he was working with them. When Just Blaze, when you heard Just Blaze, mm-hmm. you knew it was going. Oh happen. yeah. And the M.I.D.I. Mafia oh, yeah, song they be did. you that's
0: that's anything with Just that he's on. Period. Whether well, it's something that he dropped for for, for um, Jay or Dip's match. Welcome stupid. to New York City
1: with Jay Z on it. You because you know that was yeah. a forced record. That was a forced record, and it still came out fire. Now I will oh, yeah, say that. Definitely. The only problem I had with Cameron, and I'm a real Cameron fan for real. I mean, I was back. I stole a line from him that I still use to this day. i will be telling people when they're doing something right, i will be like, you on point like Steve Nash. I stole that one line from him, and I still use it to this day. (laughs) Um, But it was Purple Haze. Purple Haze, out of his full catalog, to me, was the best volume of his work when he was on his way out of Rockefeller. That was the best volume of his work if he had to stack it up against anybody. The little song where... uh, with Kanye West and all the other stuff that he did on that one, that will be what holds him up against the the locks. And and I don't want to say anything bad about Jadakus, but Jadakus don't have nothing that holds up to Purple Haze to me. If they if we want no, an individual,
0: he, he he doesn't. To me, he absolutely does not. And then that's another name I, I I just forgot about, and it just hit me too. Forty Cal, you talk. I mean, Ooh, they yes. had cats that they had cats that just. Bruh, they were grimy, and they they spit. They grimy, I forgot about 40 spit.
1: Count. And 40 Count on uh Devil Mac Amenity 2, he was really nasty on that. But I'm going to jump into somebody real quick. My man J.R. Rodder. J.R. Rodder. And, and not because my name's J.R. or nothing like that, because I did take a few phrases and some cuts and put them on different things, but J.R. Rodder, if he had had better... One thing I'll say about all these groups, and even with what happened to Hood as part of management and stuff, Dipset and Locks is horrible because they ain't nothing but Puff Daddies in the long run themselves. Mm-hmm. But if they had to work J.R. Ryder right, he could have been more than what he is today. I mean, he's still putting out stuff, but we just, you know, independent artists, unless you follow them, they, it is what it is. But J.R. Ryder, to me, like when him and Cam, they had this song called Shake on the um on the Purple Haze. Basically, Purple Haze had all of them on there, like Uncasa and all of them the different ones that was doing different things for him and hell rail hell rail on the get daddy remix i will never the the get daddy remix i really feel like that was the last time that they was tough together because what did he come out with what did Cameron come up with after um with after um what's it called um freaking um purple haze what was the next album called
0: um the, 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 uh, after Purple Haze. Dang. It was
1: it was the one where he didn't have a major label deal no more. He was like on Warner Brothers or some shit. He was on look, he was on the same label at the time uh the OJ the juice man was on. It. it was like it was like Warner Brothers something, something.
0: Um Killer Season.
1: Killer Season. After Killer Season, you know, he dropped one little little joint called Weekend Girl with the loop from um the old SOS band song. And after that mm-hmm he he did bring up an artist called Votto. Votto, you know got big in certain realms and he's right. still he's he's nasty to this day like he's still doing things but it's kind of like that dipset flair kind of went down but it never died down for the simple fact that Jim Jones out of that group kept
0: doing stuff he never stopped hip hop right. he, he he kept he kept it going he kept the movement going and to be honest even after all of them are you know even after Jewel's kind of faded faded out um, and Cam kind of just faded off and whatnot. He just continuously did stuff to keep it relevant. He, he you know stayed in the limelight to keep things relevant and he continuously and religiously always rep the camp. And you need to do like that. You need to do it like that in any camp. And to be honest, I think because of the things that he's done to remain relevant, it realistically, you could probably even they could come back out with something, but it's got to be hard. It's got—I mean, it's got to be hard.
1: And then one thing that we gotta say about Jim Jones we gotta give him respect. He made an anthem that has stood the test of time. Like in his yep. one, his one song could kill his own group's momentum, with the exception of "Oh Boy," because that was just something different. But yes. we fly oh, high is, is
0: different, yeah.
1: But we fly high. It's something that I don't care where you are, corporate America, whatever. Everybody was like
0: balling, balling, yes. Yeah.
1: We fly high just alone. If he just throws it on tomorrow night and he he don't even rap it, he just dances around, do some.
0: Everybody and everybody in the arena, everybody in that venue, whether you are a Locks fan or a diehard Dipset fan, you're gonna sing that song. It, They're gonna they're going to bop to that song. It's going to happen.
1: And the thing about it is that song has so much, like everybody jumped on it. Even Jay-Z, his nemesis, jumped on his own remix. He remixed We right. fly If you're right. your number one enemy in life, the dude you said um, kind of shut down your career as a rapper, but he really didn't, you know, bam. Yeah,
0: the fact that you're not really, truly being a rapper shut down your career as a rapper.
1: Right, and, and I mean... I will say this about about um, him. His first album, On My Way to Church, it was decent. It had that little banger, it had flip on it, it had the game. Uh-huh. Um, but his album, um, Harlem Diary of a Summer, that was his next one. And then the Hustler, P O M E. But uh-huh. the, but I'll say this, Harlem Diary of a Summer was my favorite from him,
0: by far my favorite.
1: By far, and I don't remember what the title track. track you know what it was? It was that joint with Paul Wall and P Diddy, which you've been drinking on. Okay. Yeah, it was that one. I, if I'm correct, I think that's what it was. And that joint, like, it was just ridiculous. And then after that, Jim Jones kept, like I said, he kept relevant. Now with Jada kissing them, Jada Kiss had had a string of hits itself. But the locks as a whole, after they bad boy time, and I'm really thinking back on Rough Rider volumes. Was there anything on the Rough Rider volumes that they did that stuck out? Because when I listen to Rough Riders, I'm thinking of Drag On. Drag On was the hottest shit on them um... joints.
0: Uh, when I when I think of Rough Riders, I think of obviously God rest his soul. God rest his, you know, bless his soul. Um, Dmx. Um, I think of Eve. I think of um, yeah, drag on, and I don't really. Yeah, it's not much about the locks that really, you know, I know they were affiliated with the camp, but when I think of music from them with the Rough Riders, I think maybe one or two songs, but it's not much. And I'll I'll tell you the one song when you you mentioned Rough Riders, or maybe, and I'm gonna bring that up too, one song that immediately comes to mind for me. Again, I'm a southern guy. I'm from down here in the bottom. Okay. Um, down bottom, that song for me. Oh, parties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Hey, that song is like that is still a party started. Like you play that right now, like when they did when um when Swiss and them played that in the versus battle with him and Timbo, I was in this bitch losing it. Like, yo, that is that that's that's my song.
1: But but once again that's juvenile and drag on, you know. Right. right. And that's the right. thing because you just got me thinking about that. I'm about to next time I do something a little bit below my area, I'm gonna throw that on. I'm I I'm, I'm, just I'm put that, I just put that back in my cool. list though. Yeah, and 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 I wanna see like on the album, it was it was Jay Z. I know we're going off on a tangent on some other stuff. It was Jay Z jigging my nigga. Um, mm-hmm. and now, let me think. What was the one? It was one. It was like. It had Chic Looch
0: on it. Pina Colada. If if I, if Pina, Pina
1: Colada, it was the one with Big Pun on it.
0: Mm, it okay. was a
1: B-side joint called Pina Colada, and that, that had Chic Luch on it, but outside of that... It's, you, and that, it's
0: another track, because the track, if I'm not mistaken, it comes on Rada right, uh, die, nigga. And then it's it's the lots that are on that track. Uh, I'll have to find the name of it really quick. Dang, um... But the problem is it's just like you like we both saying it's hard to remember. Right.
1: I mean, I'll always remember Money Power Respect because of the name of the song and what it what it did.
0: Now they were also on 24 hours of live.
1: Oh, alright, the Mace song.
0: Yeah, the Mace joint with um DMX well, and where they on, on the bus and everything. Ari, so yeah and, yeah, and that's
1: that's when Styles P went crazy on the track. If I'm yep. correct. Yeah. So 24 hours of live. And then I'm trying to think. What was it? It was something that just put them on point. But j- just in general with them, it's just like what you got all together? What was it? One, two, three, four, four albums. I can't tell you nothing about living off
0: experience or filthy America is beautiful. I'm a money power respect. Of fact, that's the name of the song, Ride or Die. Ride or die, okay. The very first the very first track off of um Rough Rider Rough Rider on uh, volume one, ride or die volume one. The very first track, Ride or Die, and it's um Sheik had verse one, Jada had verse two, um Styles had verse three, and then you had Eve and on and DMX on the song. But you know, Sheik and <laughs> Styles to me. We're overshadowed by by the other four artists on the song.
1: Oh yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna be keep it honest. It's one song that I'm always noted for. We'll always love Big Papa.
0: <laughs> okay, I can get yeah.
1: And that's yeah. And, and in all honesty, they spit bars, but they was talking about Big. And I mean, one right, thing right. one one thing to their credibility and the one thing to Cameron's credibility is. Their affiliation with the notorious B.I.G. Both groups, mm-hmm. or both both of the the shot callers Jada and Cameron, because Cameron was signed to Entertainment, and at that time that was something that was supposed to be bridging over with Biggie, because if I'm correct, I don't know if am I right about that. Wasn't he the fir- one of the first artists that Biggie was going to
0: sign to something else? Um, I don't think he was the first, but he was in he was in definitely in the top. Three to five,
1: yeah. Yeah, something along there. But he had affiliation with Biggie, and it wasn't just because of his affiliation with Mace, though. That's what I always remember right. everybody talking about. And Lance, it was Lance unriviera That's the one that had entertainment. Uh-huh. That, he, he had some business with Big too. And I, I don't know if that's what transpired to where Cameron got a deal, because Cameron got the deal, put out the one album. And, and truth be told, Confessions of Fire is a feature-heavy album like he had Usher on his album. How you get Usher on the first album? You, you, you ain't nobody. And no offense, the, the hottest thing that Cam ever spit back then was 357. Horse and Carriage was just some commercial trash with Mace. Mace wasn't even in the video. But 357, <laughs> three. I mean, I'm going back in time now because I thought about this. I'm, I'm coming down the highway. I was leaving from out of Newark, New Jersey today, coming back. Uh, Everyone met in the other part of New Jersey. And I listened to 357. I'm like, damn, Cam, I would have fucked with you harder back then if you kept
0: doing this. Right, right. But you know what? I, I may be, I may be the oddball on this one. I actually fuck with horse and carriage. <laughs> that surprisingly, I fucked with horse and carriage. Like, cause it was it was comical to me. That's why I think that's why it, it was it was the punchlines that were in it that made it funny. That, that made it a uh, an okay song for me. I won't say that it was, you know, something that had to be on a playlist, but I fucked with it.
1: Right, And I'm going to go back later on this evening Or like after we done with this I'm going to go back and listen to it And you know what I'm thinking about it. You are right Because he did say some random stuff That was funny Something about uh, The ice that Gretzky skates on Or something About a diamond Right
0: Right What Um, do you mean the stuff That Gretzky be on I want you to buy me diamonds
1: Yeah And then what was the shit He said he had some crazy lines About something about uh, I'll fuck you up or something I'm about to go back and look But what it was was Cameron was tight I'll give it to him on that it was just certain spells that he went into, like when SDE came out, that let he had let me know. Let me know was like a anthem, but it didn't catch on with me. Um, it, I forgot what the remix was, but he had a remix with my the world's uh, the rapper I hate the most in the world. I hate Silk the Shocker, cause Silk the Shocker, listen, listen why real quick. Hold on, all oh, your face turned. Listen to to Wado. Silk the Shocker, and Blueface. Both of the two are the only rappers I've ever seen that have made it doing something that don't rap on a the beat. They ain't got no cadence, ain't nothing to it.
0: <laughs>
1: Think about Sick the Shocker every time you I, use. I, to... No,
0: I, I wholeheartedly I agree. I Tru. Agree. I We're gonna do it. We need to do an episode
1: on TRU one day because I know you used to listen to TRU and all that. I would love me to an ex and I even like Master PNC murder. But when Silk to Shocker would get on a song, it was it's the one that still rides on my playlist. Because you know, in the corporate world, I can't play all that. But at right. least, at least you can play. I always feel like somebody's watching me if you bleep out certain words. But when right, Silk the right, Shocker right. get on that song, I turn it down a little bit. I turn it down a little bit and I focus on whatever I'm doing.
0: Yo, that is funny. I mean, let us. I mean, just call it what it is. Silk is Silk the Shocker was today's Coley Ray. But he got a pass. And I remember he was on the Cameron song.
1: He got a pass
0: because he was Masterpiece. Hey, he got a pass kind of like Memphis Bleak got a pass because, he his, you know, his affiliation with Jay. You know, that's, right. that's just what it is.
1: And and but it, but what it ties into the Cameron is is Cameron had a song and I forgot what the remix was too, but it was him, Silk the Shocker, Charlie Baltimore, and a bunch of other people. They was all dressed in white, and then he come on and do some crazy rap. And I remember as a kid on BT, we had the TV, but we had no remote, so I slapped it with the little metal pole and turned the TV off when he started rapping. <laughs> oh, shit. but I know. Listen, I know it was on SDE album because when. The videos would come on and and I don't even know what it was back then. I think it was like it wasn't 106 part time back then. It was just something else. Like
0: no, mom um, What was it called? You had you had Rap City back then. And but was the one that came had, on before uh,
1: that? But it came on at like three o'clock. And it was and it showed different videos like RB and rap. But it would it wouldn't be the hardest rap before there was 106 and parking. Was, was it Miss
0: Was it Miss Cena?
1: Oh yeah, Miss Cena with the little 3D joint.
0: Yeah, it might yeah. have been Miss
1: And yeah. anyway, the video came on, and like I had like an antenna. After a while, I would just smack the antenna and turn the TV off. Now you said something that was interesting, and I want to just cut into this real quick. Memphis Bleak. I don't even. We didn't went off about the dip set. We all agreed yeah, that's, that's going to win that one. But I want to talk about Memphis Bleak for for one thing. On my playlist, I got a song by him, because okay. he he had one masterpiece, and it was a track. It was a Timberland track had Missy Elliott on it. And this is the remix, the one that's on the Lost Tapes where Jay-Z raps two or three verses on it. I think it was like two. He'd put bars on it. The, is that mm. cho chick Lost Tapes remix? They had Twister and everybody yeah. on it. I know yep, everybody yep. else has their own M- Memphis Bleak, but that's the only song by Memphis Bleak that can get on my list because it was, even if Jay-Z wrote everybody's verse because I feel like he did. I feel like he even wrote the lines for Missy. That song was was orchestrated. That's one of them songs like I say, like like it, it has a it, I would put that in a capsule and I would send that into the future because it, it t- holds a test of time. Is that your chick lost tapes remix? Not the regular one. The no, lost I, tape. I, and you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Yep. Where Jay-Z just I know breaks exactly down. Exactly what you're referring to. The one that Jay-Z, where he breaks down how he's gonna treat a female, blah blah blah, and he's in my crib mm-hmm. with my slippers on, blah, blah, blah. And even Memphis Bleak's lines was tough. We know Jay Z wrote
0: them 100%. I mean, I'm trying to think. There was one other, there's one other trunk, one other song by Memphis Bleak, and I literally mean one other song that actually outside of Is That Your Chick? Darn, what is it? It's got. it might only be, you know what? It might be just, is that your chick?
1: He had another song. It was off the album, The Understanding, but all I can ever remember, because I remember that beat, that Timberland beat, everybody. Round here.
0: That's what it was. Round here, yeah. Round, round here goes hard for me, too.
1: But who was on it? He, he had help on that one.
0: It's just, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's just him. For real? I, I believe it's only him. Let's see. On mm. round here. Um, no, him, Trick Daddy, and T.I., Trick, it's a, del-
1: it's a, del- it's a del- down south song, and that's when Trick and everybody was big. T I don't even think Ti was that big then.
0: Nah, Tip was big.
1: He was big, but he wasn't big t- like he is now. Like I mean, he was no,
0: nah, he wasn't. Trick- t- he but for the south, he was big during right. that time. But I'm saying on but that track- he, he wasn't the mainstream like he is now. you're talking back the I'm serious days. And when was that song? When that song come out?
1: Oh six? When when that song come out?
0: Uh, which one? Around um, right here? Yeah. Nah. Uh, Yeah, Round Hair dropped in 06.
1: 06, So Trick Daddy was was coming off his steam, so Trick Daddy was the biggest artist on that song.
0: And actually, you know what?
1: Trick Daddy would have been the biggest.
0: Yeah, Trick would have been the biggest in in that, but actually, you know what? Round Hair actually truly released in 03. 03. Oh, oh, so,
1: so he was just trying to make hits because they couldn't get nothing else at the factory because a dip that in state property and stuff. Mm, and, and that's another yeah. one. That's another one that I would have said if state property could have got out some more volume, state property would have matched up good with the locks. That's actually what, what could have been the matchup because everybody in state property, it was flame. Cause young Chris was, was a beast. The young guns PD crack, um, Free will, you know what? They Beanie. really messed. They dropped the ball here because it should have been the locks versus state property.
0: You to something?
1: Because think about that. Beanie Siegel had hits, but he never had albums. That was we can. Everybody knows the little Phil Collins joint in the air, uh-huh. and he's got bars. And do you remember that? That at least one PD crack song, one for PD. And then he had something else but it was flipside it was freeway was, that was the spinner out that group
0: flipside and then hell um even though what was it what we do yeah they him and free and even though Jay hopped on that track they, they that was a, that was a killer that. i'm going to put that on mur- my playlist tomorrow when i
1: travel <laughs> they
0: murdered that track like even though what we do is wrong I hustle straight from when the sun come up, man. That that song and kit- what is it? I'll I'll snatch the Keep dishes going. out your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jay just drops drops in with the ad lib Keep going. going. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ooh, I'm about yeah, to get- man. That hard.
1: Man, you need you gonna be the next, you're gonna be the hood DJ Cassidy, and you're gonna start spinning <laughs> the old
0: hood anthems and shit. Hey, I'm down for it, man.
1: Right. And anyway, to tie this thing up, because I'm going to keep this kind of tight for the, the whole Dipset thing out, I thank you for taking me back nostalgia. We're going to have to do a crazy oh, episode sure. at some point. Um, please tell everybody where they can catch you at, your podcast,
0: and on social Man, media. You can definitely, hey, for sure, you can catch me on social media at um, on Instagram at JustRed904. You can also catch me with Code Red, a podcast that is um, Code Red. A podcast. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Code Red a podcast. Um, we're on every streaming platform when it comes to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Um, we're on Amazon. We're on... Um,
1: Audible, Stitcher. I mean, Stitcher.
0: We're, yeah, Stitcher. We're on, I mean, wherever you can find a podcast, you'll be able to find Code Red a podcast. We are out there. You know, we're putting out hot content Um, you know, often, you know, we weekly, we're putting out content. We're in season two as of right now, getting ready to wrap season two. Um, got some great stuff coming. Um, give you an exclusive code red, a podcast, merch is on the way. So Uh um, we're getting ready to, um, we're getting ready to put some merch out there. So definitely, you know, stay tuned, watch what we're doing. Me, myself, and my co-host Coco Cabana 904. You can find her on Instagram just as well. Hey man, we're doing the thing.
1: And one thing I'll say about your podcast real quick before we jump off here, and this is what's amazing about y'all, man, I love the content y'all doing and the, in the, the realness inside of it, but y'all's intros, y'all got the best intros in the game.
0: Hey, I appreciate that, man. It, it, it's something about that that, it.
1: that y'all got going on. So once again, though, this is West Virginia and Commonplace. and?
0: Hey, it's your boy, Just Red of Cold Red, a podcast.
1: And we just did a versus battle, Dipset versus locks, the, the verdict. For my point is, Dipset's gonna win. Your verdict?
0: Dipset, Dipset, Dipset.
1: Ow! Now, guys, (laughs) we're out of here. We out of here.
0: Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content. Facebook, LinkedIn. Hit up the merch store at uncommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe,
1: and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening
0: and tune into the next episode.